Get it again, episode 28. Pretty big one, boys. Thor's Chariot, Season 2, Episode 6. We are the full Get in the Gate team. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, Maddie Gibson. Yo. Brendan Gibson. Yeah, sure you betcha. And Reese Gibson. That was new. <laughs> you get weirder every episode. <laughs> and that's saying something. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what the DVD's got for us. The SG-1 team travels to the planet of Samaria to protect it from a massive Gould attack, but they are quickly outnumbered and overpowered. Can they solve an ancient Samarian riddle in time to save the planet and themselves? And once again, Walter, nowhere to be seen in this because nowhere to be seen in this goddamn episode. I want to talk about that, actually. Walter, where the hell is he? Where the hell is Walter gone? We haven't seen him. Fan favourite. Yeah. I have got something coming up, actually, to... um. To show some insight into that, so Ooh, where he is, Walter, where, where Walter is, so yeah, keep an keep an ear out. And also on this episode, while I'm looking at the DVD, can we just address not even the elephant in the room, the unicorn in the room, <laughs> Miss Catherine Powers? She's oh, yes. back. Oh. Welcome back, Catherine. Oh, oh we missed you, baby. Um, I mean, she's batting a thousand for me. Yeah. Like, really. <laughs> I mean, Emancipation, Thor's oh. Hammer. Did Thor's she Chariot? start with Emancipation? Oh, I never knew that. Yep. Yes, you did. Did I? I've forgotten it. I've forgotten the it. The only way is up. She's written Thor's Chariot. That's why we were disappointed when she didn't do Hathor. Oh, yeah, it's that's right. She wrote um, Thor's Hammer, Thor's Chariot. She wrote Enigma. She's yeah. batting mm. a thousand for me. Yeah. Yep. All good except an yeah. emancipation. I'm going to bite. She does go on to write um, Serpent Song in uh, later this season and also a Pretense next season, which are a couple of my favourites as well. And we're oh. talking about her in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, she did um, not Family. Talking. I'm ignoring that. I don't know what, I don't know what you're talking about. She'd ignore episode three. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Thor's Chariot. Yeah, we've been waiting for this one for a while. I feel like you guys have been teasing towards this episode for quite some time. We got a little teaser of, uh, of Thor and the Asgardians uh, last season. Was it also? That was about episode seven, I want to say. Episode nine. Oh, there you go, a little bit yeah, later Which is, on. I think, where, where Brennan and I do vary. We both love this episode, yeah. but I think I love this episode a little bit more than Thor's Hammer, but I think Brennan might love Thor's I Hammer I love a Thor's bit more Hammer, just Chariot. obviously because of the Unas and James mm. Earl Jones, and that's where it stuck oh, with yeah. me. I just love those lines when they're in the... Labyrinth, as he calls it. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is awesome, and it is interesting. We've been talking about parallels of season one and two, and and sequentially how they've been happening. But I think this episode is is better. It's well written and it's more exciting, especially that scene with Daniel and Carter. Oh man, I could watch that every day. You know why I think this episode is better? Is because it's got. Answers rather than Thor's hammer rose a lot of questions. Mm. How did they get the hammer there? Who put it there? Blah blah blah. Whereas this just revealed everything and it had more answers than questions. I think that's why I found yeah. it to be a better episode. And I think this is actually the first episode too that we've returned to a planet on screen. Yeah, yeah. Like there is obviously talk that we've returned to the land of light before and all, all these sort of things off screen. You know, dealing yeah. with trade and becoming allies. Blah blah. But this is the first time we've actually, the team has actually, we've seen them go back to a planet that we've been to mm. to solve another problem. You know, yeah, like I said, getting answers and, and doing more of that world building where we're re- revisiting places. Yeah, because we've been talking about season two, even before we got here, that we, we just needed to get through season one because it lays a lot of foundation. And they do retcon a few things that they did in season one, but it does set itself as the building block of, of the entire franchise. And season two, what it's been doing even as it sort of repeats a few story beats in a lot of the episodes, it's uh, it, it's using what season one set up, and this mm. one too. Like at the start, they talk about Samaria, and it's 
a place yeah we've been before and 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 we're talking about characters that we've met before and things they don't necessarily repeat everything that they've they've told the audience before but if you are watching it if you only come on board the show at season two i want to say that you could probably pick up pretty easily what's going on they've been there ran into a little bit of trouble made an ally and and now they're back there and and continuing on what like you said reese teased a lot of good stuff to come Mm. but we didn't get it for nearly an entire season's worth of episodes it's like this could almost be a direct sequel like this could have mm. actually been two parts mm. except for the fact that what we find out about Kendra you know obviously mm. time has had to have passed God. for that to happen wasn't that such a stupid thing where's Kendra oh, I'll take you to her she did Hammond style catfish <laughs> yeah. she was like she was like oh follow me I, what I want to know is how far how, were they? How long did they was go? That, yeah. If that was a two-minute walk, yeah. I get it. If that was like a two-kilometre two walk that they had to track... <laughs> Where we, is we she? We were walking for two days and she's dead? Why don't you tell us that? <laughs> on the way there, they're like, where is she? She's like, oh, you'll see. I can't you'll reveal it yet. It's a surprise. Carter and Daniel are like, this isn't the way to her house. We didn't go this way last time. <laughs> and Gaywan's like, no, no, she moved. She moved. It's yeah. fine. No, no, no. It was a plot device. We have to keep going. <laughs> There's all her shit. Grab it. Yeah, that's that's about the only Well, reason. they have to give Carter a chance to talk yeah. about Joel and I again. Yeah. Flog that dead horse. <laughs> did, did she yeah. seem surprised when they... Who brought it up? And, uh, and they said, oh, this might be because it was at... Um, Daniel Jackson, he's like, oh, you would be able to use yeah. the device because of, and he called it just Jolinar. He's not even pretending there's an S in an apostrophe <laughs> yeah. at the start or yeah. however you pronounce it. But I was almost like, oh, really? Did you have to bring that yeah. up? She's <laughs> looking for excuses to talk about Jolinar. Yeah. And then she's like, what are you talking about, Daniel Jolinar? Oh, yeah, my old friend. Look, uh, oh, you don't know about it? Uh, strange woman from Camara? Yeah, look, let me talk to you about it, okay? It's a big thing. Really traumatic. Yeah. Uh, and it, for me too, it was actually more of what we were talking about, just a, a little thing that's not so much to do with this episode in particular, but what we were talking about a few weeks ago with Prisoners and about what the show has told us about one-way or two-way gate travel. It seems like the, the, the showrunners, the, they know in their own head whether gate travel is one-way or two-way, but they haven't necessarily revealed it to us, but they're doing it kind of subtly. Like even at the start where they get that message from Samaria and they send the map through. Now, when they send the map through... They're assuming that it's because something's gone wrong on the other side, but they're not really prepared for that. So it, it, I don't see that as being like an SGC decision, more of like the riders not necessarily riding. They've got to have a full armored guard because they're assuming that the the Gould and the Jafar are on the other side of the uh, of the wormhole. But of course, the riders know that the, if we've dialed to that planet, the Gould aren't able to come back to us, so they mm. don't have to feel under threat. I don't know. Am mm. I just like looking too far into it, or do I you think, think so, they've told us one way is the way that gate travel works without really putting it out there yet? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They haven't have they, they haven't really discussed it even in the movie. They I can't remember them saying it or not. Yeah, I think now that you say that, they always say, "Oh yeah, once we get there, we'll send them out back through," which. Yeah. I guess if you're thinking about it, you can't just drive the melt through one way and then go, okay, it's all, all done, right, and then so drive it back through the same connect. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe it was probably alluded, maybe not said as factual as it is later in, in later yeah. seasons, but in the movie, obviously, the main plot point is once back. they get to Abydos, yeah. there's no address for them to dial back. And if they thought gate travel was two-way, it wouldn't matter because Earth could just dial Abydos, mm. Abydos again and we could all, yeah, we okay. could all walk back. Whereas the whole point in the film is Daniel has to discover what the seventh chevron is because remember it's broken off the mm. that you know piece of stone or whatever. Yeah. It is interesting though mm. because they didn't even really talk about that in the movie. No, it's just something that's alluded to. So you, yeah, you you'd think that 
the the writers of a TV show would hit it a little bit harder yeah, to reinforce up. it, given that it's a new TV series, yeah. just to sort of you know, because definitely in later in later episodes, even in this season, it's hit home very hard. Yeah, well, um, even use it as an opportunity to rewrite it to suit their own needs, mm. but instead, yeah, I guess they're just working off the the unwritten rule, the unspoken rule of gate travel that the movie did. But I didn't pick, I didn't Perhaps. even think about the fact that the movie pretty much laid it out for us without. Giving it to us in the dialogue, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a perhaps it was, point. it was some notes, you know, for feedback from because obviously, like what you're saying before, Mitch, about sort of and you know this season versus last season, is maybe in terms of they they went back and looked at what worked well last year, and applied it this year. So Thor's Hammer, obviously, a really popular episode. Let's do a sequel to it. We never go back to Nem's planet. We never go back and see fire and water again. Like so, obviously, you know that wasn't a huge or emancipation. <laughs> As much as my dismay, you know, we, we don't we, nev- we never we never go to back say. to visit these these societies because yeah. so. they know those women are enslaved. So. Yeah. <laughs> they, they fell back yeah. into yeah. their ways. Yeah. They, they, they don't care because it was dark days. Um, so maybe it was a matter of maybe some of the feedback they got was, especially in episodes like this, people were confused as to like new viewers were mm. confused, and there needed to be that refresher of yes, gate travel is only one way. The other thing is too, I noticed when they went through the gate. Um, they had a wide shot and then the map wasn't there. So they'd sent the map through mm. and then they go th- on the mission and when they arrived mm. at Samaria, there's no map. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah the knocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, the, yeah, the map can't exactly dial the gate and send itself back. Yeah. Like, it can only be when someone actually goes there. Because yeah. obviously time would have passed, you know, because the team goes and gears up yep. and gets ready and then goes through. But it's like, They're not yeah. leaving the gate open. That costs a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I was going to say, mention actually, with when we're talking about how much it's supposed to cost, every other world... Stargate travel is free because it's got a DHD, which obviously powers it. Mm. Why don't we use the DHD from Solitudes? I think... Is it because we can bypass all the (laughs) safety (laughs) protocols? (laughs) Well, I mean, how are you going to fit that in the control room? I mean, you know, you're going to have to move... Move the whole supercomputer out of the way. (laughs) You're going to have to move... (laughs) You don't need it. Walter's going to have to roll his chair to the side, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I just imagine... Because Walter, what's he been in one episode this season so far? Maybe two up to episode six. Yeah. But I just want to see him come back from whatever hiatus he's on. And he goes back to his desk, and there's this, this giant alien computer, and they've just like literally cut a hole in his desk. <laughs> he's like, what, 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 "What's going on?" It's like, no, "We actually don't need you anymore. Yeah. Like, we can." Yeah, I go to Thailand for two Thailand. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's so they don't have to manually type it in. I guess. Yeah. Every time they just yeah. go, "Oh, there it is in the database." Enter. And I suppose they have got the iris as well that needs its own yeah. control interface and all that sort of thing. I just, like in it last saves season, some money though. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, wait, what is it? Right? Is it like essentially? Is it solar powered with the DHDs yeah, or is crystal the powered. crystal? in the red thing mm, like yeah. whatever's going it's, on the it's button like, I think it's like a car like it it's every charges time, when you yeah, use every it every time you use it it charges itself back up well you got to think the makers are that smart yeah that would yeah. actually be the, the most genius way of doing it surely mm. but I think um, we don't see the Antarctic DHD I want to say till Touchstone mm. yeah. we see it later this season but then we don't actually find out what happened till it till I think the start of season six in Frozen. Jeez. Carter says one line, and if you blink, you'll miss it, mm. and that basically explains away the the Antarctic DHD. Yeah, and I guess from what we saw in season one, where the Gould started sending you know bombs through, or at least Jafar and things like that, and our guys were trying to dial out, you know, to try and beat them before the new incoming wormhole uh, opened up. 
that would take the tension out of it, I guess, uh, if we had our own DHD, because you just bang, 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 yeah. bang, chevron on seven, bang, it's done. Yeah, Whereas Walter it's would like, be devastated. five through. <laughs> yeah. But that's his bit. You know, Hammond's all about putting on the uh, the self-destruct. Walter's like, can I dial this quick enough before they call us? <laughs> well, about Jackson, Jackson's dialing it, and Walter's every shot going, uh, chevron, chevron. Slow down, slow down. That locked. Yes, of I think they do, they do get faster and faster over time. And I think there's even one episode in a, in a later season where they've got a qwerty keyboard and they've actually whited out all the letters, and mm. each letter is now a symbol. Yeah. Oh, and really? Like because they have an ally, and they go, "Where would you like us to send him?" And he just goes beep, 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 in the qwerty keyboard, and that gives him the address awesome. he wants to go to. <laughs> <laughs> Because when you're using a DHD, it's more or less instantaneous. Once you hit the address and press the button, mm. it goes... Wah, wah. Pretty much, yeah. There's not that there's no you the know, big extensive spin. dialing, dialing, yeah. dialing oh, that right, we yeah. have. You know, we have like an analogue system in a digital age. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we've, we've got the old phones we used to. Remember when you were kids, you used to have to yeah. dial night and then let it roll back? And then and whereas everyone else has got the new touch controls. Yeah, yeah. iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone catch the? Uh, I want to say the R word that Gowan drops. That I don't think I would have noticed ten years ago when I first watched it. But it's very it, important in Norse mythology. Is it Brendan's favourite R word? Probably not. <laughs> knowing, knowing Brendan. Um, oh, radius. <laughs> <laughs> and you still well surprise us. Uh, Ragnarok, where she said we 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 saw the Gould ships coming mm. and we thought it was Ragnarok. And Daniel has to explain to them it's the Norse mythology prophecy, I guess, of of the Armageddon apocalypse of Armageddon. Yeah, and. Uh, and I probably would have liked that the sound of that word when I first watched this episode 10 or 15 years ago. But now that in the MCU, Thor, they're actually giving Thor his own movie called Ragnarok. I oh, think yeah. it's, a, it's a word that it's going to be a little bit more mainstream now. You don't just have to be like a, uh, mm. a mythology nerd to, to pick up on. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> just a Hemsworth fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what people think of my tattoo because I've, I've got a Norse tattoo on my arm, which is the, it's the triple horn of Odin. And people think, Are you oh, sure? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I thought it was for the three Hemsworth brothers. <laughs> Is there three? <laughs> Surely there's another one there'd be, No, there'd have to be two really big horns and one just really little one that no one, that no one notices. <laughs> but no, Still I'm, just as important, okay? I'm, Look, I'm speaking on behalf of, of, of all older brothers, of more successful younger brothers. Okay, we're still cool, okay? But um, but no, when people ask me what my tattoo is, and I say it's triple horn of Odin, they say, "Oh, so you're a big Thor fan, are you?" And I go, "Oh, oh God, oh sure. God!" Just to just to move I, on, I'm like, "Sure, yeah." I, I yeah. liked it before it was cool. <laughs> sure you did, mate. Sure you did. But not me- to Harper, I'm not so much trying to have another crack at emancipation. But one thing that we do always throw back to with that episode is an awful knife fight with Carter at the end. I think this episode might be something we can talk about. It has possibly the worst gunfight I think I've ever seen. The first time that SG-1 encounter the uh, the Jafar and you've got Teal'c with his staff weapon, you've got O'Neill with his machine gun, two, three, four Jafar coming at them and they are just firing over the top of each other. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, at one stage, they show a close-up of O'Neill just... And they go back to the Jafar and I'm like, where is he hitting? Because we're on a pretty wide shot and it's not like he's hitting trees. He's not hitting the stones there in front of them. You actually see the energy blast from Teal'c's staff weapon like so far higher than what their heads are. I'm like, you are not that bad at shooting. (laughs) When did everyone in this show become stormtroopers, not just the Jafar? And it, it went on for so long, no one hit anything. And then he throws a grenade and it's all over. Yeah. And then more Jafar coming. You're like, I'm out of grenades. Clearly, we're not shooting anything. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. so it was just embarrassing to watch. If it lasted five seconds, it would have been fine. But I had a thought about the Jafar. How much more effective would the Jafar actually be 
if they had radios instead of those stupid bloody horns. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> like, seriously, yeah, like yeah. the Gould had all this technology. Oh, which one was that? <laughs> was that was that two or three horns? <laughs> yeah, they've got these, you know, staff weapons that shoot bolts of energy and yeah. zap weapons and <laughs> teleportation rings and fucking spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> and yet the Goa World Lords are just like, Walkie-talkies. No, yeah. he's a bullhorn. <laughs> no. Is this Honestly, the first time that we've seen the horn? I think we may have heard it in Children of the Gods, yeah. but I, I'm not 100% certain. Did it seem new to you, Reese? Obviously, you're the one, the other one watching these for the first time. Um, it didn't, but then I've watched a whole heap of the 100. Yeah, right, okay. Um, so it seemed familiar to me from there, I guess. And Sean Bean <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah and, that's where we're all going to uh, die. Canberra Raiders home games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most similar to this episode <laughs> of the Hornings Vikings. And yeah. guys, 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 Roswell f***ing grays. Yeah! Oh my God. Yep. You hold knew on, it. Hold on, hold on. I mean, Mind we knew it. Blo- yeah. You didn't. You know what, I actually... Oh, God. Get that phone away from him. Can we get like a lead box and put it in while we're in the studio? I don't want you even having any reminders that you even own a phone while you're in here. You know what? And I obviously haven't watched these episodes in a while. I've said that before in this chat. You, uh, Maddie, and Brendan uh, have watched these a lot more recently than I. I completely forgot that this is our first introduction into Thor because there's mm. another very important episode coming ahead. I don't even remember now which season it's in. This is sort of thrown out anything I thought I knew or remembered. <laughs> uh, and I thought that episode was the first time that we actually saw Thor and, yeah. and his race. I think race. it's the first time Jack sees him. Right, okay, well that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, so... Yeah, in the flesh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, whereas this was... um, Yeah, this was this was cool, cool reveal, which I'm glad because the, 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 the Thor hologram, we had just enough of him in, uh, in Thor's hammer mm. to sort of not make him so annoying but in this I'm like okay this guy's really not that good of an actor and (laughs) his lines aren't really that good like if that was the Thor if you found out that was the Thor you'd kind of be a little bit disappointed and now that also not to throw back to the MCU as well but like that Thor has such an oversized hammer that anything smaller than that just looks so puny now. Yeah. So when that happens, this looks guy like an looks, ice pick. looks he's like, like a ball peen. Yeah. And just like, he's six foot seven. He goes, I will show you the real power I have and holds up this hammer. And I'm like, it, uh, what, I mean, what is that? It looks like a child sort of like... 7.95 from Buddy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's uh, Will Smith's gun in, in Men in Black, the oh, cricket. Oh, noisy cricket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt like yeah. I'm going to break this damn thing. So what do no, you think? What do you in, think of the grace? Oh, man. I... Because in the lead up to it, when they're in um, the Hall of Thor's Might, when they're trying to work it out and Thor comes back up and he's like, well, don't feel too hard on yourself. And Daniel's like, just wait. And then it froze. And I'm like, oh my God, someone's listening. Somebody's listening. (laughs) Somebody's there watching them. This is real. And then he's, and then I'm like, yeah, Jackson's got this. He's smart. He'll solve yeah. it. He'll solve it. He was, he and was like he, perturbed. He was like, yeah. the was like, oh, sorry, you failed. And he's like, just wait one minute. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna solve this. And then it froze. And then I'm just like, and then I'm like, he'll solve it. He'll solve it. Please solve it. And then he solves it. And I'm like, oh my god, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> and then, and then old ET come out. I'm like, oh shit, ET. <laughs> So, and yeah, it was all right. To me, to me, <laughs> this is why Thor's chariot just edges out yeah. Thor's hammer ever yeah. since. Like, I mean, yes, Thor's hammer does it's have James better. L. Jones, <laughs> but Thor is, I think, my favourite character in all of SG One. Like, just every time we—well, not to give anything away for Reese, but every time we see Thor, it's just 
fucking brilliant. Mm. And then when and Thor's chariot came down, where they're like, we're in trouble, we're getting killed. Yeah. They're like, oh, all right, be there in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> and it's bigger than three Hataks. <laughs> literally like, just destroy everything in three seconds. Yeah. The crack of thunder. I love the crack of thunder at the yeah, start. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, yeah. Because it was still blue skies, you're like, he's coming. Yeah. When Tilk says Jafar legend, it gives it such credence. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know that it's real. Yeah, even even though they yeah. communicate with bullhorns, you're like, <laughs> yeah. this must be some serious shit. I heard it over the horn. Now, what is it doing here? Is it just disintegrating well, everything? I think or? it's beaming it up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can carry it. It's big enough. Yeah. But then I don't know. Is it in the ship? I reckon because... Thanks, Gawain. Well, to be honest with you, I think we got kind of lucky. He told me to give you a message to satisfy your curiosity. I'm to tell you he's a member of a species who have visited your world often. Faded out. So I yeah. think I think that's when when um, Jackson was honest with him in the hall. I think that's what pissed him off to be like, you know, we're not going to come down and meet bloody O'Neill. Yeah. Because he's just pissed us off. He's just young and well, they're like, n- like they're the not of Samaria. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, transport we... Daniel and Sam back. Fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> takes Gail and up. which puts Daniel's hat back on, mind you. Oh, does it? The great hall. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh... It transformed us and also put my hat back on. <laughs> uh, so that's Take like... your damn hat back. <laughs> but yeah, I think because I can't see what we know of the Asgard later, and I can't see them just indiscriminately killing a bunch of Jafar for you know. Mm. Well, I guess they there. they broke the treaty, so who knows what punishment that is? Yeah, so I feel like. That beaming technology was kind of... It looked like it was beaming up, you know, those pyramids in chunks and then also scooping up all the all the Jafar as well. Yeah. And I feel like Thor would have just taken them away in his ship and, and deposited them on a gold planet somewhere. Yeah. But I guess you're mm. right. At, at this stage, while we know that he's he's kind to his own people and he's very much about protecting them, but and they said they, they're at war with the Gould. Mm. Yeah, we don't know. Like, we spoke about not too long ago, the, the greatest villains in movie and TV are the ones, not the ones that yell and scream and bark orders and just kill everyone willy-nilly. It's most often the ones that sit there calmly and speak, you know, in, mm. in a very low volume. Mm. And and maybe on the opposite side of that, that's what uh, that's what Thor could have been. He could have come down. He's tiny. You know, he's a little puppet guy. He's there talking about, you know, what he's going to do and who these people are and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he comes in and goes, oh, there's the good disintegrate them mm. you know like he could, he could have been like a <laughs> yeah. good guy villain yeah. or a villainous good guy or how you well describe i mean it? this is potentially the most powerful beings we've encountered so far oh, i mean yeah. you look at i mean the Knox always had their big giant floating invisible city but we never really got to see technologically what they yeah, they yeah. were capable of and also philosophically they're not inclined to interfere like that mm. we meet the tolan who are kind of on a downer at the moment because you know they've lost their planet and you know they didn't have any ships to get to them and all that and sort of stuff dicks yeah <laughs> whereas suddenly we meet thor's race who are you know these you know benevolent sort of beings who are looking after they're protecting these planets with these big ass warships that just clean up an entire Gould regiment in like two minutes <laughs> like it's like in two minutes it's like the Gould were never even on the yeah. damn planet yeah and it's like, that's some serious power right What there. kind of technology, speaking of tech, did the Gould have when they first got their SG-1 and they see the uh, the Hatak, which is, I think, is this a new word that we're learning now of what they just... Disc- I think they said it in um, 
uh, serpents yeah. grass. Okay, yeah, because they definitely described what it meant. So maybe they said the word, maybe it was you know Braytek and Tilt saying yeah. it to each other Which is in the past. What, but those the pyramid ships, pyramid ships, yeah. yeah. So three, uh, see three Hatarks. Well, and... no, see they're not Hatark. Oh, really? No. So this is the thing that this is the weird issue that I had. So Tilk does say they're landing pedestals for Hatark. Oh, okay, yes. okay. So because yeah, because right. when you see them, kind well, of they're they... pretty close together. That was my point. I've got a picture that we'll chuck up on um, online to show you. They're right next to each other. Like, there's no daylight between these three pyramids <laughs> as they're kind of being, you know, assembled as landing platforms. And it's like, well, if they can't move once they've been assembled, it's like, there's no way three Hatak with those big fins they've got yeah. around them mm. could land. You couldn't yeah. land three of them next to each other yeah. like that. I didn't think... Yeah, see, I, I didn't even think about them not being Hataks. But yeah. yeah. And I guess the whole idea then that they are landing docks goes against not so much my argument here but when the SG1 first see them they just seem to be expanding like the the, yeah, the construction cool. on them was very quick you know like they were expanding <laughs> from the inside like you know like uh yeah, well, in 5000 years they've gone a long way yeah. 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 <laughs> a quarter of the wall just seems back. to just go just sort of like hinge into position and then just sort of materialize and mm. and build in in these big chunks it's, it's all in IKEA flat packs guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I only want to bring that up because anyone who uh, listens to get into Geek, we also do have a uh, another another show called get into geek and we talk about movies and TV and obviously one of the big movies we spoke about a few weeks ago was Guardians of the Galaxy and I dare say if you into Stargate, you've probably had a good look at mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. And in Volume 2, no spoilers here if you haven't seen it yet, but the ship gets quite damaged and Rocket, being the engineer that he is, is fixing it. And mm. we never we never spoke about this mm. in, in either of our chats, yeah. but he yeah. seemed to have this like backpack on. It was like it was like weed was, spray. He was <laughs> just <laughs> he was just spray painting the ship back together, like yeah. it was destroyed a good chunk of it. And it was like he was spraying away the invisible cloak they had the on magic them, but, wand yeah. on Photoshop. Mm. That's yeah, it it's exactly. And they never explained what it was. And I'm like, hang on, that seems like a pretty big thing. It's like this ship is destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I'd say, okay, he's going to spray paint it back together in five <laughs> minutes. So don't don't worry that you're never going to see yeah. this ship again. But and, um, and it's going to recreate all. Of Peter Quill's stuff from the eighties as well. Yeah, so yeah. he's got it for the next film. <laughs> yeah, and all of his. Yeah, why didn't they use that on these? Oh, spoiler alert! I won't say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, back in uh, back in this world, um, some uh, some world building or universe building. We get introduced to another Gould system lord, and oh this one's got God. some uh, no, some so pretty lame. crazy no, I love heritage Herower. and pedigree. No. I yeah, have he's this... got good pedigree. Yeah. I'll give him that. I have this weird soft spot for Herower. I don't know what it is. But Uranus. maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> no. He's a so, bit, too, bit too skinhead for that. So but... what is he? He's the son of Ra and, Ra and Hathor, Hathor. That yeah. that bitch in the bath. Yeah, yeah. With all the baby shrimp. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know what. That's he's how Daniel whore. really could have got to. Him. He's like, I've had sex with your mum in a bath. Completely <laughs> 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 got him off his game. They come in, bang, bang, <laughs> sniper him in the head. You're hey done. man, well, I mean your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I da- killed your dad I and I fucked him up. Glasses never saw it coming. <laughs> you, you literally want a shot of him just firing Renwick, going, Who's your daddy now? No, not like that. He wouldn't hold it like that. It'd be one <laughs> handed sideways. sideways. Yeah. What's up, mother? F- <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I think for me, what what immediately puts me off him and more into Brendan's side of this, Maddie, is his costuming. It's so like it's it seems so baggy. It's like they've they haven't yeah. renewed it from the last 
much bigger actor that wore a system well, lord gold at, outfit because it just seems so floppy and, well, and not you, as fitting as uh, as um, Apophis. Apophis se- like that seems to suit that actor. Yeah. Well, when we see him in um, in the Knox when he goes on his little hunting trip, he is wearing this beautiful gold, mm. really outlandish outfit. Yeah. Whereas Hera were kind of just it's like they've just taken one of their many, 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 many Jafar outfits in wardrobe <laughs> and just given it a quick light spray painting yes. a slightly yeah. different colour and thrown it on him. But the thing I love so much about Hero Wur is every episode he's in is one of my favourites. Mm. Like every time we see Hero Wur, because we do see him escape at the end of the episode. Mm. Very convenient. Something to <laughs> yeah, do, that yeah. Was so random. He just has a casual he's war. Just, he just happens to be within, you know, yeah. the Stargate yeah, okay. by himself. Well, he did say a lot of Jafar. He said, go to the Chopper Eye and basically wait for them because they're going to want to escape, which is fair enough. Mm. A, good, a very good order. Good leadership there, mate. But I'm like, I didn't see you sort of volunteering yourself. Mm. And that's a quite a distance away from the landing docks that they're building, or at least the, the main hub of where all the Jafar <laughs> were hanging out. So for when, like, arguably their greatest threat, as far as we know, uh, to, to the Gould show up, he is conveniently like two kilometers away. And just like, oh, that's happening. Boom. This Boom. gate was already now. open. Yeah, surely there'd be some Sumerians between... Yeah. Him and the buddy. And the thing, it's not a guild planet, so it's not like he can have a set of rings set up where he can ring from his pyramid exactly, to the gate yeah. or anything like that. But the thing I love most about it is, I don't know where it's the symbol. I love the, like, the... I think Peter DeLuise, one of the directors, calls it the um, the Trans Am Firebird logo, <laughs> sort of on his forehead. But the thing I love the most is it reintroduces the Horror Scarred helmet. Yeah, that's that awesome. This is the first time we've seen it since the film. Yeah. That and I just, cool. I kind of got over the Serpent Guard, you know, helmets pretty quickly. So to see the Horus Guard helmet again, I was just like, yes! Yeah. So yeah, I do have a bit of a soft spot for Hera Wer, I have to say. I just forgot that he was in this. I think that's why, mm. it's just for me, I was like, and the yeah. same same as in, in a couple of episodes, more time. I just went, oh yeah, it's him. Uh. It's, it, he didn't really have a big role, eh? Was, I, obviously, it was just to introduce him as a character, give you a little bit of background so that he can come back into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I mean, guessing. given given you know how menacing Apophis has been for the last sort of season and a half. I mm. mean, at this stage, you know, SG One still thinks that Apophis and, and Chlorella are dead. You mm. know, yeah. Um, so I guess this was a way of giving us another Guo world, but not giving away yet that Apophis is actually alive. You know, to SG One. Mm. So yeah, he definitely doesn't have the gravitas of you know uh, Apophis, and not giving anything away for Reese, but other Guo world we meet along the way. He definitely doesn't have as much, you know, presence and, and gravitas, but I just, I don't know, I have a soft spot for him. I think that was the thing for me, is that when we are introduced to him, he's he's already yelling, and so he is already that loud, violent, bad guy, and yeah. and, mm. and he's got the gold voice, the manipulated voice. And for me, I'm like, you haven't earned... Strangely, that, that was my thought. I'm like, you haven't earned the right to use that mm. voice to the audience yet, because... Now it just seems like such like you know C grade sci fi. It's like oh, there's an alien. He has a really mm. deep dark and he voice. Has, like, whereas the the bad like classic pastiche goatee bad stuff. guy goatee. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's just like looks Aww. like he should have an eyebrow ring with that shaved head. It's yeah. just like yeah, I've seen a lot of game <laughs> and a movies. Swastika instead it doesn't of a, yeah, yeah, it doesn't end well for you. But when you look at uh, Apophis, he is that low speaking villain a lot of the time. Mm. When he sees Tilk, he's not yelling at Tilk. He's like Tilk. You are the Shulvar. Yeah. You know, and you're like, shit, man, he's, he's not even yelling at you and you are the greatest traitor he has ever known. And, yeah. and you feel that because he's not overly or obviously angry. And when we see um, Teal'c, you know, oh, sorry, when we see Apophis, he's got all these followers and people worship him and Teal'c is like the first one to stand up to him. We get introduced to Hera Wer, and just some old mate stands up to him straight away, just some slave guy. Kneel before your God. God is Thor. He taught us to stand as equals. Yeah, you're so, going to die. He's having none of it. He's like, yeah. screw you, Hera Wer. 
But I feel like that that little phrase there pretty much sums up the entire series of Stargate. Yeah. It's a god trying to stand someone down and this guy going, no, we stand as equals. Yeah. And mm. that's pretty much a, an ongoing thing from now on through to like season 10. Another cool thing we'd learnt was um, that the, the Gwold send scouts to different worlds to see if they're inhabitable, which I thought was pretty cool. And if the scout doesn't come back, they just go, all right, we won't go to that world. Yeah, I feel like whoever whoever the scout was kind of lost a bet because like, for the last however many hundreds <laughs> yeah. or thousands of years, it's been like... <laughs> Samira's like right, Tilk says in again. Hammer it's, <laughs> it's a wooden planet you know blah blah blah, blah. and then this guy's like well I'm definitely going to die I'm going to Samaria that's, there's, yeah. there's, no, there's just, no return probably just pissed someone off and he's like here go to this planet he hands yeah. you a piece of paper and he's like okay here we go so when you think about it that scout obviously went there the Hammer probably sent him to the labyrinth yeah they, he had to dig himself out of the labyrinth so that plan was Horrible. Oh, we've sealed it shut. No, you didn't. No. Clearly not. Pour some concrete on it at least. (laughs) Well, that was what my uh, that was my problem with what Thor said to them when, you know, Daniel was saying, you know, the Gould are here. He said, No, no, this is a protected planet. You know, this is fine. It's under our protection. Like, yeah, if they come through the Stargate, which is a very small thing on what I'm assuming is a pretty big planet. Like if the Mm, Gould come mm. in a ship on the opposite side of the planet, (laughs) are they protected from you over there? Or is this planet just this one village around the Chapa Eye? (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, I guess, sure, they are protected until, you know, our guys destroyed it. But anyway. Yeah, well, there is a really, really small line, and it's kind of in the background of Thor's hammer when, like, Jack and Sam and stuff, they're talking and, you know, making fun of the hologram or whatever. And the hologram is going on about some spiel about the protected planet's treaty. Mm, yeah. So I think it's more a piece of paper between the what we now know as the Asgard and the Gould protecting this planet. Well, they're idiots thinking the Gould would go by. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you like, you know, the little hammer's there just to protect the gate, but yeah. it's kind of this piece of paper protecting the rest of the planet. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, obviously they un- they go older are aware of the Asgard and can see what they've done previously to them in in mm. combat. So they're probably going, oh, okay. That's yeah. fine. You got to give us some though. We have got to enslave <laughs> some people. I'm just imagining Heru. How do you pronounce his name? Heruer. Heruer going back like he's the last surviving uh, man of that entire <laughs> mission, which seemingly had hundreds, if not thousands, of Jafar <laughs> yeah. giant structures. And he goes back and they're like, "Where are all your people?" He goes, "You know, they betrayed me. I destroyed them all. Yeah. <laughs> I am calm, strong. I am conquering." It's like you'd yeah. assume he'd still have three motherships in orbit. Yeah. When Thor's chariot are coming. Well, in. not in orbit, but on their way, I guess. Did Why you? would he be there setting up for his motherships? He seemed pretty hands-on. <laughs> and his keep. You know. You know, you've got managers and you've got leaders. He's a leader. <laughs> it's like it's like when uh, when Apophis went on his hunting trip with his with his uh, <laughs> yeah. his Jafar to the Nox got planet. Bored. It's like, you know, Hero the same. He's like, I'll put on my gold bird armor and we'll just go hang. <laughs> He's a hands-on god. He likes to be the first one you to got inter- sick of the misses. Oh, they've <laughs> discovered Samaria again. Just going to go check it out. Just out there. Just on a bit of TA. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now um, revealing the Roswell Greys, I'm now thinking it's um, they They are one of the uh, species from Torment of Tantalus, where they had mm. the four, uh, what was it, four different... Four, four great four, races or whatever. Yeah, four different scripts for the four great races. So yeah, I'm thinking that's does... definitely one. Does Daniel say in Torment of Tantalus, oh, that's Thor's race? Yes. Does he say that? Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. But obviously now we know yeah. what Thor's race looks like. Yeah. You know, yeah. surely they weren't space Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wandering around with big beards no. and all that they sort of stuff. They haven't said who the other two are, have they? No, because Daniel couldn't read the stuff in the yeah. in the Torment of mm. Tantalus. 
Well, they don't even know who the other race is, do they? Like, are they at this point, they just call them an ancient race. There's an ancient race, and he yeah. just thaws people, and then, but he still doesn't really know. Well, there's four who in the total. Ancient, yeah. Who the ancient mm. race is. But yeah, no, I thought there was a little great bit of um, a callback where Gerwin has that little bit at the end where she talks about how Thor says, you know, this race is, you're, you're still too young, which yeah. echoes what the Nox said yeah. Yeah. about humans. So mm. yeah, there's definitely a, you know, yeah. these four great races all have that similar thinking and. and we'll show uh, you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and geriatrics, tell ya. <clears throat> well, the guys have found something here. Mm. It's a dusty book. As I flick through the pages <laughs> of the Walter Diary. How do you, how do you unlock and swipe that? Um, yeah. Book? <laughs> book? He's old school. Book? Now, this could be the beginning of a, of a great segment or the very ruin of one, depending how this goes. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is, uh, this is our politics, all right? Yeah, you probably shouldn't have left it up to me to, to spawn a segment. <laughs> well, you're selling it well so far. <laughs> so. Expectations Making low, it, can yeah. only yeah. go up from here. Yeah. Uh, it's like walking into Suicide Squad, just, you know. Snap. All right. So, so, um, so what have you what found? Is this? What is it? It's it's basically a book, mm. and um, it's got it's, it's a got, seven symbol lock on it. It does, and I managed to crack it, oh. and um, I've opened to the first page, and it's called the Walter Diaries. Oh, so Walter, the gate technician, mm. obviously writes. Well, you his, know who Walter is. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the layman out there. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I don't think he's technician. actually named Walter yet, but we all no, know him. <laughs> That's why I love that Reese knows that he's Walter already. Yeah, yeah. Like he won't get that name for another like four seasons. Yeah. But he's already Walter. <laughs> so, obviously, SG-1 get to do mission reports, so mm. Walter figures, well, why, I might as well do my own personal mission reports. Well, and we haven't seen him for a while, so it's, it'd be good to know what he's it'd up to. It'd be good to, to yeah, know what he? he's doing. Mm. So, it's it's dated back at this episode, is it? It is, oh. indeed. Oh. Coincidence. This is the first one that... It, that's where we're going from <laughs> first here. First entry, right. 31st of July, 1998. <laughs> All right. So, here I read from the Walter Diaries. Gate Technician's Personal Log, Stargate. S2.06. Is that a Star Trek reference? Can you turn his <laughs> microphone off? Or is that just you get one? That's hey, that's Walter. One. That's There's Walter. three per episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Walter knows that. He's a yeah. fan. <laughs> I'm on the evening shift this week. I don't know what I did to fall out of favour with General Hammond, but I will do everything in my power to make it back as head gate technician instead of Sarah Silverman. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man Sarah Silverman. <laughs> a quiet week this week. That is, if you're used to six teams being off-world, relying on you to make sure the iris is open at a moment's notice. (laughs) Takes his iris work very seriously. For me, even an innocuous bathroom break could cause catastrophic events. (laughs) We're we're in the bathroom? (laughs) That's a... That is that is great because in a later season, you do see him in the background sipping Pepto-Bismol. That's that's, that's actually good. That's good. Sure, no one's due back tonight. But on quiet nights like this, it makes me often wonder, what if there was an unscheduled off-world activation in the embarkation room? I'm the only one here. Should I announce it through the microphone? (laughs) (laughs) Even if SG-3 suddenly dialed from a standard reconnaissance mission, protocol dictates I have to close the iris, because we don't know if the Gould got them or not. And I couldn't open the iris until I got the correct IDC. When that wormhole opens, those seconds when you're waiting for that IDC to come through, that's when you know you're alive. (laughs) Because even if one digit is out of place, 
you're gonna hear a thud. And that thud is SG3! They didn't make it! <laughs> and some people say, hey, Walter, you're just a gate technician, relax. No! I'm not gonna risk it! Not when the whole world's at stake. I'm not opening that iris just because somebody, Gregory, might be dyslexic. <laughs> nah. They're gonna perish as if they were gold. Wow. And these are the things that keep me up at night. Because I'm a gate technician. That's what I do. <laughs> wow. Wow. He Dude. takes his job very seriously. He keeps it all in. Oh, he keeps it in. <laughs> He's so professional at work, too. You'd never think that he, those were his thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, you know, when you hear, you know, a, a, a colleague just goes nuts and kills a bunch of people. And, <laughs> and there's always that people that go, he was always so quiet at work, yeah. you know? He was so unassuming. Yeah, he wore a vest. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon, based on that, do you reckon he's got anybody held captive in his basement? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why he's not here? He's yeah. like, yeah. he's putting the lotion in the basket and just slurring <laughs> it down? Or? Chevron said in the last. Yeah. You're ruining yeah. Walter for me. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine him running into SG3 on next episode and they walk past he's like I almost killed you <laughs> hello Gregory <laughs> but uh, yeah good insight anyway to uh, the mind of a gate wow. technician yeah, wow. I'm really intrigued to see, uh, see yeah. what, what happens next we've often next. talked about you know what happens to the family of henchmen yeah. from Austin Powers so that's you know mm. no one thinks about the gate technician. No, no one thinks about them they yeah. could carry a heavy burden <laughs> <laughs> Reese, you love Tilk any good Tilk moments in this episode yeah 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 uh, when Tilk was on the screen that was pretty sweet <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to hole up in here a while till things calm down. Things will not calm down, Daniel Jackson. They will, in fact, calm up. I love how long they hold it. It means things will escalate, of course. <laughs> <laughs> totally missed that. Did uh, you? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Were you having a session? Well, Tilk yeah, I forgot was on, to pause it. Tilk was on screen, so clearly he was. <laughs> Bump himself, obviously. He obviously was, you know, mid-climax when, when Tilk was saying that. So. I read online uh, that some fans had a problem with the radius thing when they were in the in the Hall of Might. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, yeah. Why is that? Well, for, for whatever reason, they were talking about Carter, how you find the circumference of a circle using the radius. Yeah. But they're saying you, you actually use the diameter. But well, you can actually use both, obviously, because yeah. the formula is C equals two pi, two pi R, R, yeah. and mm. then the other one is um, pi or d pi pi d. But the diameter is what all, all the, the way, way across the circle, and the radius is from the, the middle out. to. But isn't that the whole point? Is from the center of a circle to the outside of the circle. If you times that by three point one four one five nine, that's times how you two. get the the circumference, isn't it? Two pi R. Oh, is it? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. It's the same. Same, yeah. same thing. I don't know if you don't want to add this to the tally or whatever. Mm-hmm. We, th- we think Daniel dies when Gerwin and him are on the bridge thing and they fall off. You're like, oh, Daniel's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. He doesn't yeah, te- technically, ball, isn't it? he doesn't die. To Carter, he never, he never died for Carter. Like, Carter was in the room and she never mm. saw him fall. Like, it was only to the yeah. audience. So That's mm. true. Who are we judging this by? <sighs> Why is everyone looking at me? It's not my tally. Well, it is. I'm keeping tells how many yeah, chipsy bangs. I'm not say- <laughs> That's my tally. Someone else can tell you how many times he fake dies. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we'll add that to the tally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Oh, that's episode 28, Get In The Gate. Thor's Chariot, promising some big things for uh, the future of the Asgard Boys. Season 2, Ep 6, of course, of uh, Stargate SG-1. We will be back next week. More Stargate Sundays. What do we get next week? A message 
in a bottle. In Not a bottle. just a great song by the uh, Police, or even a romantic comedy starring Kevin Costner from the nineties. <laughs> Oh, I don't remember that. But a that. great SG... The well, no. Yeah, that's too. <laughs> the horse whisperer. <laughs> oh, clearly it's Waterworld. Isn't what we're going to reference. Yeah, that's, that's his great. That's that's the great one. Uh, get we'll, it again. We'll start low and go up. <laughs> <laughs> Tin cup. <laughs> Killer. We will be back next weekend. A talk message in a bottle. Until then, you can find all of our podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud simply at Get In The Gate. Find us on socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, Get In The Gate. Or drop us a line if you have any uh, great theories if you want to talk about your own uh, myself you can uh, find me Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram Matty uh, at Hi Pitch Matty on Instagram Brendan at the Brendan Gibson and Reese. I'm at the Flying Gibson that's Thor's Chariot we will be back next week to talk message in a bottle on Get Into Gates GetIntoGeek.com <laughs> oh, yeah, we... Killed your dad and f***ed your mom. <laughs> 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 I was about to say the exact same thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <so good. laughs> that's totally what he did. <laughs>